Welcome to the Southwest Apostolic Church podcast. Southwest Apostolic Church is located at 3161 South Rowena Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46241. Phone number 317-227-0182. Give us a call if we can help you. Our services are Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Sunday evening, 7 o'clock. Tuesday evening, we have prayer meeting at 7.30. And Wednesday evening, we have Bible class at 7.30. Our webpage, www.southwest-apostolic.com. You can find us on the web there. And you're welcome to any of the services. Uh, Our podcast will contain preaching from the pastor and other preachers. So without further ado, we'll get right into it. God bless. We're going to look at the book of Colossians, the third chapter, and the first verse. We don't hear a lot about the book of Colossians, but it's a good book. First, Third chapter, first verse. Praise God, praise God. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to uh, uh, first verse. If if ye then be be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. He says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For these, for which sake things, for this, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh, on the children of disobedience, and in which ye also walked some time when you lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Praise the Lord. That's pretty heavy scriptures there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And our little thought tonight is, uh, it matters what you have on. Clothes make the man. Title would be clothes make the man. Subtitle would be it matters what you have on. So, (laughs) in the book of Genesis, the third chapter, now this is probably not going to go where you think it's going to go, so, but it might, we'll see. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, they knew they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So here we are. Uh, We see that Adam and Eve were naked in the garden. 
They were innocent. They didn't know. They didn't know that they were uncovered. They were just kind of didn't matter. And uh, but when they transgressed God, the Bible says that they took fig leaves together and made themselves little aprons out of them. Okay. But verse 21 says, And also to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Evidently, their little fig leaf apron wasn't good enough. Okay. They put on a little apron of little fig leaves. But God uh, he took the animal life or whatever and got skins and made them coats out of them. So we know that God wants, it matters to God. Evidently it mattered how they looked. Okay, now there's a lot in that scripture, but we're going to fly right on here. Okay, and then we read about Moses. He said unto the congregation, this is the thing which the Lord commanded to be done. And Moses brought Aaron his sons, washed him with water, put upon him a coat, and girded him with the girdle, clothed him with the robe, put the ephod upon him, and he girded him with the curious girdle, the ephod, and bound him, and put his breastplate on him, and he put the breastplate, the urim, and the thummim, he put the mitre on his head, he also, upon the fore, he put the golden plate, the holy crown, and all he did all this, God gave him uh, the, the outfit to put on, okay? The, the priesthood had a certain way they had to dress, they had an outfit that God put on, okay? All right, and Zephaniah said, Hold thy peace at the presence of the Lord, for the day of the Lord is at hand. For the Lord hath prepared a sacrifice, he hath bid his guest, and it shall come to pass in that day of the Lord's sacrifice. He said, I will punish the princes and the king's children, and all such as are clothed with strange apparel. That's pretty wild, isn't it? <laughs> but really, when we get down to it tonight, we're going to look at the language of what we read in Colossians, and we're going to talk about not necessarily our natural clothes, Okay, we're going to look at that language. Just stick with me for a minute. Okay, Matthew 22 said, So the servants went into the highways and gathered all as many as they found, both good and bad, bad and good. Wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guest, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how comest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth for as many, for many are called and few are chosen. He, whatever it was, whatever that wedding garment was, he didn't have it. And he, and he didn't get to stay, did he? Okay. Now, we can talk about God, how he's dressed for a minute. Okay, Psalms 93 said, The Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established, that it cannot be moved. Psalms 104, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind. Isn't that beautiful language? <laughs> it's beautiful. Isaiah 61, I will gladly rejo greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath 
clothed me with garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Peter says it like this, 1 Peter 3rd chapter, 3rd verse, Whose adorning let it not be the outward adorning, platter of hair, wearing of gold, putting on of apparel. But let it be that hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in, in the sight of God a great price. Amen. Titus 2, 9, exhort servants to be obedient under their own masters, to please them well in all things, not answer again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. So what we're going to say tonight is, we're not talking about necessarily the outward clothes. But when you look at the scriptures in Colossians that we read, we're talking about our spiritual clothes. What are we adorned with? What are we wearing around? What are we carrying around? Okay. It's not just our natural clothes. In Genesis, the third chapter, we see that the clothes that Adam and Eve made to cover their skin, made cover their nakedness, was not sufficient. God made them some better clothes. So we must put on our what we must put on His righteousness because ours is not good enough. How many knows that's right? See, our goodness and our clothes, what we, well, our, well, our, on our flesh is is not good enough in the sight of God. We need we need His righteousness. Okay, all right. Let's go here. Where are we at here? Isaiah sixty four says it like this: We are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Humanity, uh, outside of Christ, outside of having the born-again experience, getting the Holy Ghost, repenting of your sins, they're in a pretty bad place. The Bible says it's like trying to clean your table with a dirty rag. You know, people try to people try to clothe themselves. People try to help themselves, don't they? They try to do this. They try to do that. They go here to get help. They go there to get help. But how many knows Jesus is the place to get help? Yeah. Amen. Jesus is where you find what you're looking for. That's what the beginning of this ver this chapter he says. Seek those things that are above. You see, that's why John Jesus. Uh, told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. And uh, another translation says, you must be born anew. You must be born afresh. You must be born again. You must be born from above. How many knows there's a new birth experience to be had by everybody? Amen. Because in our sinful state, we're just like filthy rags in the sight of God. We're dirty. We got dirty rags on. We got dirty clothes on. Praise the Lord. All right, so the Lord wants, we read where the Lord wanted his priest to be dressed a certain way. Those garments were to be made just like he said them, they should be. They were not, they were to put, they were, that's what they were to put on, and they were told what to leave off. Other texts show that we're def, definitely to have on a wedding garment if we make part of the wedding, all right. And then there's talks about things to put on, and then it talks about things to put off. I'm just reading the scriptures, then we'll get back to Colossians in a minute, okay? He says, Psalms 30, Thou hast turned from my mourning into dancing, thou hast put off my sackcloth, 
and girded me with gladness. Aren't you glad God got rid of the sadness for us and gave us some other things? Praise the Lord. He said, to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to thee forever. All right, so now let's go to Colossians. Let's see. The language that he uses here is talking when he says, uh, put off these. The language here is like, take that off. Okay? That's what he's talking about. Take that off. Everybody likes nice clothes, don't they? I tell you, the time, we, where were we, Sister Young? And we went to that, uh, I, I forget the name of that store. Do you remember what it was? Huh? Yeah, somewhere. And it was Louis Vuitton or something. And they had a bunch of suits in there. And I said, let's go in there. I can't afford nothing. Suits were like $5,000. Suits $5,000. But I said, I can try one on. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we went in there. And uh, I did. I took one of the jackets and put it on there. Man, it just laid there. It felt so good. You know, so I said, that's why people buy them high-dollar suits, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> there is a difference in clothes, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, more expensive clothes are a bigger size. If you got, like, if you buy a large and it's a little more expensive clothes, then if you <laughs> some of them cheap larges you get from Walmart, you know, you put it you, large, this ain't no large, man. This, if they, they call this a large, they're right on the edge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Either that or I got bigger, praise the Lord. But it matters. The clothes matter. Okay? And uh, people are identified by their clothes. Uh, if I'm getting ready to get on an airplane and I see the captain coming down the way, I don't want to see a captain dressed up like no clown. I want him to have that little captain's outfit on, don't you? Have that little hat on. I want him to look like a captain, praise the Lord. I just hope he didn't come from the bar, but I do want him to be the captain with the captain outfit on. Praise the Lord. So it does matter, okay? And you can look at that. In army, they give them uniforms, don't they? They don't get to pick what they put on. They go through the line, here's your shirt, here's your pants, here's your boots, here's the socks you're going to wear, here's the underwear you're going to wear. This is what you're going to wear, Okay. Now, I'm not talking about natural clothes, but in the Bible, it's in the scriptural for a child of God, there are certain things to put on and take off. There are some spiritual clothes. There are some clothes we're to wear and some clothes we're not to wear. Okay? So let's, to put, on, put away is to cast off, lay aside, put on or put off. Okay, that's just simply all that means. So he says, put off all these. Take these old dirty clothes off. Okay? First one he says, get rid of his anger. He said, if you be risen with Christ, let's, let me back up here a little bit. If you be risen with Christ, you know, if, if you're living for God, then you need to have the right kind of clothes on. Okay? You need to have the right kind of... Now, let me say, I'm not talking about natural clothes, but there is a good way to dress and not a good way to dress. They're supposed to be modest, holy, and all that, but we're not talking about that tonight. Okay? We're going a little deeper than that. Is that okay? Is that okay? All right. <laughs> so he said now 
But he said, if you, you know, which things we, you mortify your body, members which are, you know, fornication, inordinate affection, get rid of all that stuff. Because that's what the wrath of God's coming on, coming on the people of children of disobedience. And he said, we used to do that, but we don't do that no more. Because we've had, we've had a change of heart. Aren't you glad God got a hold of you one day and gave you the Holy Ghost and changed your life? Praise the Lord. Things you don't do, things you used to do, you don't do no more. Things you used to say, you don't say no more. Places you used to go, you don't go no more. That's not just a song. That's a reality in the life of a child of God. It makes a difference when you live for God. And God helps you. God gives you the Holy Ghost. He touches you and strengthens you and helps you make right decisions. Praise the Lord. He delivers you too. He said, but you used to, but he said, now put off all these. Take these. Now, if, if you're living for God and you're mortifying the deeds of the flesh and you're living for God, set your affections on things above and put off some things. Get rid of them. Okay. Anger. He said anger. Anger, the natural deposition, temper, character, the movement or agitation of the soul impulse, any violent emotion, anger, wrath, indignation, anger exhibited in punishment, hence used for punishment itself. Okay. So God tells us what kind of jacket you got on. Mad as a hornet. You know, we got a label there. <laughs> That's anger. What kind of jacket you got on, anger? Well, you're not supposed to have that kind of jacket on. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. We're in the Bible now. Praise God. Wrath. What kind of tie you got? Wrath. It says wrath right there. Passion. Fierceness. Indignation. Wrath. Passion. Angry. Heat. Anger. Boiling up. Soon. Boiling up and cooling off. The wine of passion, which either drives the drinker mad or kills him with his strength. Wrath, mad at somebody all the time. Ooh, it's quiet in here now. It's Wednesday, I know, but. <laughs> but see, now this is the Bible. You know, there's a lot of li- there's a lot to living for God, folks. And having the right spirit and right attitude is a big part. What what you got on makes a lot of difference. In your spirit. It makes a lot of difference in the natural, but that's not our Bible study tonight. Our Bible study is in our, he said, looking above. We're looking at spiritual things here tonight. Okay? So take, take off these things. Anger, wrath, malice. That's badness, depravity, evil, something malignant, naughtiness, wickedness, ill will, desire to injure. Okay, wickedness that is not ashamed to break the laws, evil, trouble. That's not something we carry around where, see. Amen. Children of God don't do that. We're not looking for anger, we're not looking for wrath, and we're not looking for malice. And then blasphemy, he said. Evil speaking, in this sense, just railing on somebody, speaking bad about somebody. Slander, detraction. Speech that is injurious to one another's good name. Woo, hallelujah. Impious and reproachful speech. Injurious, 
to divine majesty. Now see, when the Bible talks about uh, every sin shall be forgiven except the sin of blasphemy, what he's talking about there, well, that's not what this is talking about. What Jesus is talking about, when you start bad-mouthing God and saying something is not, like Jesus was healing people and it was of God, but they said it was of the devil. Okay, that's the worst kind of blasphemy. Saying God's, you know, that's just the devil. That ain't God, that's the devil. That's where you're getting in trouble. But that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about just uh, vilifying things. Okay, the extreme version would be vilifying God. Okay, that's when you're in trouble. Don't badmouth God. Okay, I said don't badmouth God. I don't care whatever you do. You can tell God you're mad at Him, tell Him you don't understand Him, but don't badmouth Him. Don't badmouth God. Don't go around saying God don't God can't do nothing about it. God, you know, just I just say it like that. Don't badmouth God. Don't get yourself in trouble. I don't want to be in that kind of trouble, do you? Now, this, them folks, Jesus was healing people. Jesus was delivering people. And he was casting out devils. And they said, you're casting out devils by the power of the devil. And he said, every sin a man commits will be forgiven except blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. In other words, you don't attribute things to God. I mean, you don't attribute things to the devil that are of God. If God's working and it's God, you don't call it the devil. Isn't that right? You don't say it's God. You don't, you don't say that's the devil when it's God. So be careful. Don't get yourself in trouble with God. But the, <clears throat> so don't slander or don't detract God. Don't, don't slander or detract from anybody, really. But the worst case would be doing it to God. Don't, don't say nothing bad about God. Is, is anybody here sometimes not understand God? I don't understand God. And let me say this. Sometimes we act like we know so much about him. Folks, there's so much we don't know about God. There's so much we don't know about God when you talk about the creator of the heaven and the earth, savior of the world, came in the flesh in Jesus Christ and, and redeemed the world. But we don't know what all's involved. We don't even know how big the universe is. And the only thing they can see in the universe is from where we are. They can't even see most of it. And most of the universe is made up of dark matter anyway. Stuff we don't even know what it is. So we don't know. So there's a lot about God we don't understand. I totally get it. There's a lot about God that sometimes we don't, we don't understand why it is what it is and why it is. And, but I want to tell you something. Don't badmouth God. Don't blaspheme God. I don't want God to be mad at me, do you? You know, he did get to the point where he got mad at Israel. He got mad when they, uh, when they questioned Moses and Aaron's authority. And they questioned that. And they said, oh, anybody. See, they were blaspheming. God had called Aaron. And God had called Moses and Aaron and, you know, and set it up in leadership. And they said, oh, anybody can do that. Anybody can be the leader. Why do, why do we have to listen to you? We, anybody. No, anybody can't be. You know, that was, that was of God. That's what God instituted. And they were running their mouth and the earth opened up and swallowed them up. <laughs> I don't want to be part of nothing like that, do you? Because you don't badmouth God. I don't know why we got there, but here we are. Now, if you don't understand God, that's fine. If, you don't, if you're hurt and grieving, that's totally fine. 
And you don't understand, tell God you don't know. Tell God why you, God, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I'm angry at you, God. You can be angry at God. He don't bind. But don't go bad-mouthing him. How many knows there's a difference? Isn't there a difference? You don't go bad-mouthing God. You don't slander him. You don't, you don't injure his divine majesty. Okay. So, but you take that off. See, this is what he's saying. Get rid of these things. Take those off. Get rid of that jacket. Get, get rid of that malice tie. and Get rid of them blasphemy shoes. And, and then he says, filthy communication. Foul speaking. Low and obscene speech. Cussing. Brother Matthews used to say, and it'd get real quiet when he always said it. He'd say, you don't have to cuss. And it'd get real quiet about like it is right now. Praise the Lord. But you don't have to. Have I? I'm not going to tell you if I have or not. In 40 years, I'll just put it like this. I've said stuff I shouldn't say. Anybody else said something you shouldn't say? But we don't have to cuss. We don't have to use low, what they call low or obscene speech. And I believe it takes a lot more effort to speak better. You can throw out cuss words easy. You know, cuss words are easy. And I remember before I got saved, I could throw them out. And it was just, and we did it. People get caught in the spirit of the world, these young kids, especially if they get away from mom and dad and they think it's cool to get to say things they don't get to say in front of mom and dad. And they throw out all kinds of communications they wouldn't dare say in front of mom and dad. And I did, and I used to get, I was pretty bad mouth. I had a bad mouth. But I'll never forget, I told you, my buddy, I just got the Holy Ghost. And my buddy come down and wrote, turned the corner on his motorcycle. He had a, I forget, Honda 750 or something back in the day. And he, wow, and he popped the wheelie coming down there. And I started that, and I started to say something. And when I did, it's just like the Holy Ghost said, wow. Because I was going to say that so-and-so, so-and-so. But, I, but the Lord stopped me. You know why? He don't want me carrying that. He don't want me wearing that. He don't want me wearing that. I done changed clothes. Praise the Lord. I'm not, I don't wear that anymore. Low, obscene speech. And our world's full of that in it. Low, obscene speech. Songs. The songs are filthy. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's just not nothing like it used to be. And I don't, you know, I don't listen to the radio very often for music. I, I might listen to talk radio or uh, Dave Ramsey talking to people about they got $100,000 credit card limit, you know, and Dave's trying to get him a bill or $100,000 bill and Dave's trying to get him straightened out. I like to listen to that. But I don't listen to much of the music. But I tell you what I have heard is vile. Damn. I mean, they say cut. And my, my little granddaughter. We were going to Brown County or somewhere. I said, what kind of music do you like, Lily? Who, who's, who's famous nowadays? Who's famous? And she said, oh, so-and-so, you know, she give me some names. I don't know nothing about it. I said, well, let me hear some. I want to hear who's famous. And so brought it up on YouTube, and she said, watch it now. There's a, she, there's a cuss word coming. There's a cuss word. She didn't say cuss word. She said something else, but. It was a big one, high-ranking cuss word, you know what I mean? And that's what the kids are listening to. 
I said, no, they don't play that on the radio, do they? I think she said, I think if I remember right, she told me, she said, I think they change the word on the radio. Sometimes, if I remember right. Because some channels you can put them on, they don't, they'll, they'll blast the high-ranking cuss words. They don't care about it. How many knows a child of God doesn't run around with high-ranking cuss words coming out of their mouth? Woo, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I've got, I've said things I shouldn't say over 40 years, but I don't go around, I don't go around cussing more than, praise the Lord. Foul speaking, low speaking, low obscene speech. He said, get rid of that. Put it off. Take, take that off. Okay. He said, out of, don't let it come out of your mouth. Don't come from your mouth. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Okay. Lie not one to another. What does that say? To lie, to speak deliberate falsehoods, to deceive one by a lie, to lie to. How many knows we're not supposed to lie? Thou shalt not lie, don't it say? And the Bible says no lies of the truth. Children of God, we have a responsibility to tell the truth. Ooh, boy. Help us, Lord. We have responsibility. You know, we're supposed to, if any, let me say it like this. If anybody's going to be dressed right, it should be us. We should have the right coat on. We should have the right tie, the right, you know. No, I'm not talking about natural. I'm talking about in the spiritual now. Lie not one to another. Now listen, he says, seeing that you have put off the old man with, with his deeds. When you get saved, you change clothes. The old man's gone. Supposed to get rid of the old man. Get rid of them old clothes. Are you with me? Get rid of that old wrath tie. Get rid of that old blasphemy jacket. Get rid of them old malice shoes. I told you about my friend Anthony. <laughs> he, uh, Ephesians said, let me think, I remember Anthony, hang on. But Ephesians says, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So that's in Ephesians, you see. Paul wrote that to the Ephesians, too. About the same thing. But my friend Anthony he used to say uh, he loved clothes. This guy pressed his blue jeans. I mean, <laughs> he'd come in, his shoes shine. He was, he was, he was G. He had it going on. And he, he, he would come in, and his blue jeans would have a starched crease in them. Everything he'd get a haircut every week. He got a haircut every week. I said, "Why in the world do you get a haircut every week?" He said, "I'm worth it." <laughs> That's what he said. He said, "I'm worth it." <laughs> he was a character, but he he would always watch. He was always looking at people's clothes. We had a sales counter it was in the back of the room, and the front door was kind of like where the sound room door is. People came in the front, and they would walk up the showroom, and we could see them coming. 
One day an old black man came in, all greasy looking, been scrapping probably or something. Anthony looked at him and said, I'm so ashamed. He said, I'm so ashamed. I said, what? He said, look at him, Jim. He said, all greasy looking. Then he'd somebody, some salesman would come in. He'd say, look at him, Jim. He'd say, look at them shoes, Jim. He'd say, look at them old cheap shoes. He said, <laughs> he, he said, Look at, he said, all rolled up in the front, look like elf shoes. <laughs> Don't look at your shoes, friend. <laughs> and he said, look at that suit, Jim. I'm not making this up. And he said, look at that suit on that guy, Jim, that old cheap suit. I said, what are you talking about? He said, look at it, all bunched up around the neck. He said, his suit's all bunched up around his neck. But then... But then uh, my boss, he had a man that come in. He was an investment broker, dude. He drove a big Mercedes Benz. He come walking in one day, and Anthony said, Woo-wee! Look at there, Jim. He said, Gabardine. Gabardine. I said, Anthony, what is Gabardine? He said, that's pure wool, Jim. Gabardine wool. He said, them pants, he said, I guarantee you, them pants is lying to the knee. <laughs> I said, what? He said, they got silk lining on the inside down. He said, look at them gabbard pants. He said, you don't see no wrinkles in them pants, Jim. Somebody come in and have a, he said, ooh, look at that. He said, Donna Caron, or Coran, or however you say it. He said, look at that jacket, Jim. Donna Caron. And then the boss's wife would come in. She was always dressed nice. He'd say, look at that, Jim. He said, that's an iron fist in a velvet glove right there. <laughs> he said, you don't see no worry lines in her forehead, Jim. <laughs> so clothes can make quite an impression on some people. And I think they should make an impression on what we're talking about tonight. I think our clothes should be nice. I think we should, I think we should start it covered and clean, don't you? I don't think you have to wear Louis Vuitton. I don't think you have to wear gabardine. I tell you what, I I did uh, I did preach about something along these lines and talked about gabardine at a friend of mine's church preaching. It's been a few years back, and they said they went to the store and they found some gabardine pants, so they bought them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but you don't have to have you don't have to have gabardine on to serve God, right? No, no, no. You don't, I'm, we're not talking about that. But you can be clean. Somebody say amen. You can take a bath. Come on, somebody. You can be covered. That's where you start. Okay. But we're not talking about that tonight. Okay. We're talking about spiritual stuff. We're talking about things that are above. Okay. So he tells us what to put off. Okay. Take off the old man, the former conversation. Lust. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put away lying. Speak evil, every man. Put away anger, wrath. Put on the new man. Okay. Now. All right. Ephesians. Colossians 3.12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Okay. So now we talked about what you're not supposed to have on. 
So now let's look and see what the scripture says we're supposed to put on. Okay. Verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Now, you know, if you're here tonight and you got the Holy Ghost and you're living for God, you are the elect of God. You are a holy and beloved to God. You see, children of God are not like everybody else. We're not better because we're better. We're just only trying to live for God. You know, it doesn't make us better than anybody. God just got a hold of us and working in our life. Amen. And God wants to work in everybody's life. If you have the Holy Ghost here tonight and you're living for God, you're, you're, but let me say, if you're not living for God tonight, God still loves you and wants you to live for him. Amen. He still wants you to be saved. It don't matter who you are. He's got a garment change for anybody. Amen. Amen. Anybody can change their clothes. But he said, put on as the elect of God, holy and beloved. So that's who you are, whether you know it or not. Okay. Put on bowels of mercy. Okay. What does that mean, really? Huh? Well, let's look at it and see. Put off the old man. Put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Okay. Put on, therefore... Bowels of mercy. I keep hitting the wrong button here. Hang on. Bowels. Bowels of mercy. That means uh, figuratively that would be pity or sympathy. Inward affection. What kind? Bowels regarding as the seat of the passions as anger and love. But by the Hebrews it was a seat of tender affections. Especially kindness and benevolence, compassion. Hence, the Bible says tender mercies and, and affections. Okay? A heart where mercy abides. What kind of coat you got on? Mercy. Okay. What kind of shoes you got on? Next one he said is kindness. Moral goodness and integrity. Okay. Usefulness. That is moral excellence in character, demeanor, gentleness, goodness, and kindness. What kind of trousers you got on? Kindness. Those are kindness. I got those at the altar one night. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you with me still? Am I in the Bible still? See, that's what he says when he says put off and then put on. He's talking about clothes, like putting on clothes and taking off clothes. Okay? So put on humbleness, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. What kind of socks you got? Long-suffering. What kind of shirt is that? That's a meekness. That's a meekness shirt. That means gentle. Somebody who's mild, meek, gentle. Okay. Long-suffering, what's that mean? That means to forbear, put up with, a patient endurance, a constant steadfastness, a perseverance. 
patience, forbearance, long-suffering, slowness in avenging wrong. That's the kind of clothes we're supposed to have on. That's the kind of attitude we're, that's what we're supposed to wear. Okay? If somebody sees us and our attitude, you know, clothes make the difference. You want the captain to look like the captain. And let me say, a saint should look like a saint, but we're not talking about that. Not only should a saint look like a saint when they dress naturally, you should look at them and see what kind of spirit they got on them. See what they're wearing spiritually. Have they put off wrath and malice? Are they still bad-mouthing people? Are they still running people down? Or have they got rid of those old clothes and got some gentleness and meekness and kindness? Humbleness of mind, he said. Modesty. To have a humble opinion of oneself. A deep sense of one's moral littleness. Anybody else besides me realize how little we really are? Modesty, humility, you know, okay. Meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so all, so do ye. Now let's finish this outfit off. Are you ready? And above all these things, Above all these things, you got your long-suffering shirt on, you got your gentle shoes, you got your lowliness of mind shirt. But he said, finally, he said, put on, and above all these things, put on charity. which is the bond of perfectness. That ties your outfit together. You know, you got the tuxedo, you got the pants, you got the fancy shoes, you got that thing that hides your belly. Come on, somebody, you put that thing on. Well, I don't know, what do they call that thing? Cumberbund. You got your, you got your kindness cummerbund on. You got your mercy bow tie on. Okay, and then you put that jacket on, that fine jacket with tails, and you do one of these numbers, and it lays there, and you button it up, and it fits real good, and then now your outfit's all tied together. You see, none of these other things are matter if the jacket ain't right, if the top coat's not right. The bond charity is the bond of perfectness. That ties your whole outfit together. Okay? Because Paul said, if I don't have charity, I don't have nothing. He said, I give my body to be burned without, without charity, it doesn't profit me at all. He said, I'm just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. So on top of all of our good things, we should love one another. If anybody should love anybody, it's the child of God. We love people, don't we? I said we love people. We're glad when people come to visit here, aren't we?
Amen. We're glad to see people come in. I'm glad to see that there was new visitors here Sunday. I'm glad to see Dave here tonight. I'm glad he's here. Praise the Lord. We want God to work in every life. We love you, David. We love everybody. Because that's what we're supposed to have on. That's what our clothes are supposed to be. Okay. That's what you're supposed to be wearing. Okay. Paul said, I'm getting ready to close. Paul said, knowing that the time now is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation, salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not riding drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness. Not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provision for the flesh. To fulfill the lust thereof. We need to put our Jesus outfit on, don't we? Let's stand. Praise the Lord. This this was a little different tonight. It didn't go exactly. I was going to go a total different direction, to be honest with you. But as we got started, I felt like that's the way we needed to go. But how, what the clothes make the man. Okay. They do. In the natural, they do, really. I was reading an article about Wall Street bankers, and they were arguing. There was, there was some old-school traditionalists. They liked the blue button-down Oxford. And some of the young guns were coming along, and they wanted to change it. And the old guys were saying, no, no, no. You know, they wanted to keep a nice high standard. You know, they wanted to look nice. And in the world, you know, those things have a certain prestige or whatever but we're really not talking about that tonight we're talking about the Christian outfit we're talking about putting on Christ talking about laying aside the works of the flesh laying aside taking off all them old dirty clothes and putting on charity and putting on Christ let's pray Jesus we love you tonight thank you for your word thank you for those that came by thank you for those who are here we ask you Lord Jesus to help us put on your strength help us God to be everything you want us to be. Touch us and help us. Thank you for your word, God. We know that it will not go out and return to us void. It will accomplish that which you want it to accomplish. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Southwest Apostolic Church. If we can help you, we will. Give us a call, 317 317- 227-0182 send us an email SWAC3161 at gmail if we can help you we want to God bless thanks for listening